Well, and I think it's difficult at times to convince, especially since traditionally, so when I say traditionally, I mean up to until, say, like the 90s, late 90s, oftentimes, and in fact, many studios still operate this way, design in large studios is often done in these sort of like siloed, like sequestered, compartmentalized ways in which like everyone feels as if they're sort of working on a module or a component. And then at some point, those components will be like put together. They will be compiled in the way that say like software is often compiled and that hopefully there won't be too many bugs. And if there are bugs, then we'll go back and fix them. But I think what you and I were trying to identify in our Kingdom Hearts episode, or Kingdom Hearts 2 episode, technically, is that there was this period in the 2000s when it seemed like studios were shifting, especially large like AAA studios, were shifting towards a model of understanding game design that was more syncretic, that was more sort of complementary, where all of those things had to be fully integrated even at the design stage. In other words, integration isn't something you do after the fact and then fix whatever doesn't work. But like thinking fundamentally about integration, and actually that's why I really love that, that definition that you provided, because when you can't think of world building just as like what is sort of like the story background for all of this stuff, it is a fully conceptualized system for thinking about how like all of those individual teams are now going to approach their particular work. Because, you know, engineers are still going to do engineer stuff. Artists are still going to do art stuff. Riggers are going to rig. Riggers going to rig. Artists going to art. <laughs> like everybody's going to do their appointed yeah. task, but they're going to understand that it needs to exist within like rather than just like putting something together and then throwing it into the, like the tub or the stew and that's that where, is game. exactly yeah. that's yeah. where games break down for 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 me and i say games um for me but when i say games i don't mean the games industry i mean the game itself breaks down when you can tell that the people who are working on it were siloed who were not talking to each other were not yeah. realizing that their pieces were part of a greater whole and even if the game does come together and a part of it works really really well Honestly, when those places do work well, it's because there were a collaborative effort. The scenario Nicholas is describing where games are siloed and players and people are just not working on these individual or like aren't working on a project as they are like working all together. Like those are larger studios where people do feel incredibly siloed and they all are working on small areas. But those areas say of like an Assassin's Creed title, right? An Assassin's Creed, I don't know, 15 now that's going to come <laughs> out later this year. Yeah. Um, I literally like I am actually I wish I could be incredibly excited for it. It's only because I haven't watched all the trailers yet, but then I will be because um, I'm always excited for Assassin's Creed uh, is that, yeah, they're a huge team, but they actually have strike teams that are multidisciplinary that do have a lot of people. So usually a rigor, an animator, an artist, a level designer, right? Maybe a, a systems designer or a, a designer, right? And they're yeah. all working together to make a feature feel really well. It's not just one engineer crafting some awesome drinking game for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's like a whole mini team of people. And I think that's how games are made. Games, really great games, as I what I should say, are made collaboratively, right? And when it comes to these long-running series, like, right, Assassin's Creed, like I think what we're actually going to talk about is more closer to Final Fantasy and Warcraft, yeah. keeping in our Kingdom Hearts 2 vein. Yeah. It's very interesting to see how these systems can be so persistent and mechanized and yet still functionally work really well, 
right, in some of the other properties that are maybe in a completely different world. Yeah. And in many ways, that's kind of why I wanted to start with Final Fantasy, because Warcraft is almost a little too easy because the Warcraft games follow a fairly like clear storyline throughout them. Whereas the Final Fantasy games, like technically, they're supposed to all be distinct from one another. And yet there is a very clear like gameplay that there are a lot of through lines through the Final Fantasy games. So there's like you a know clear when you're multiverse playing one. almost. Yeah, yeah you, right. You know when you're playing one. And it's a little bit different because instead of the through line being um, story, the through line is things like, you know, the class, the, the various like classes and jobs that you see that recur throughout the, the like the job system that was introduced in, I think it was, it's either four, Final Fantasy four or five, but the way in which it keeps getting reiterated upon. And so something that we mentioned when we were talking about Kingdom Hearts 2 is the way in which like the game itself is structured as having a kind of like theme and variation. In many ways, the reason why I personally characterize Kingdom Hearts as basically just another kind of Final Fantasy game is not just because Squeenix produced it, but because it has that same, like, Final Fantasy is really where that sort of like sense of theme and variation from a, as a design perspective comes from, because here you have this sequence of games that are all supposed to be like um, discrete and they're supposed to be self-contained stories with the beginning, middle and end that then isn't reflected in like, you know, the next numbered iteration. Although, you know, there are, se- well, there have been sequels now. There have so been sequels, but I think what we're really getting at here, right, is that Final Fantasy is a genre. Kind of. I wouldn't, well, I wouldn't I, call it a genre. Okay. I, I know you wouldn't call it a genre. And honestly, as a narrative person, like I wouldn't either. But I think what for me, like, when I look at it as like a game player, like Final Fantasy is a genre in that I like, man, I really want to play a Final Fantasy game, but I've played them all. What am I going to play? I want to play something that's like Final Fantasy. That means it's going to have classes and jobs. It's going to have probably really cool creatures. It's going to have, I was going to say turn-paced RPG, but not quite. It's going to have some sort of RPG party-based mechanics, right? Um, And if anything, if I really don't have a Final Fantasy game that I'm going to replay, right? Um, I might play that awesome spinoff, right? With uh, Vincent, which I th- was not Final Fantasy Crisis Core because that's the one with Zach. Uh, uh, it was like Final Fantasy Dirge of Cerebus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. I thought you were talking about Stranger Paradise, but no. No, Final Fantasy Dirge of Cerebus was a, uh, you couldn't control the camera Resident Evil style Final Fantasy game where you played as <laughs> Vincent and recognized that I think he's like Sephiroth's dad or something. And... I don't know. It was something like that. I didn't really get it as a child, but then there's like this scientist had had like the coolest hair. And I literally was like, I'm going to steal your hair. And I did. I just had her hair for like, I mean, no one knew who I was imitating, but the hair, <laughs> the messy hair with the bangs, the bun, and like this really long strand in the front. Yeah. That was, that was the, that was my high school was this scientist Sephiroth's mom person. <laughs> um, but no, literally, which is actually a very strange thing now that I say about it. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. All of those weird story things aside, right? When I played Dirge of Cerebus, it was not really playing a Final Fantasy game. It's a solo game, single player, like, um, but you only had Vincent, like you only controlled him. You didn't have any control of your camera. It was all third person shooter. It was a third person shooter, but it yeah. was a Final Fantasy game because it was in the Final Fantasy universe. I was getting the Final Fantasy story. It was a little strange and weird. I don't actually know what happened even to this day. And I played the shit of it. They got gacked to do the entire OST, <laughs> right? Yeah, Which yeah. was super great. 
Um, and then it ends right with Vincent basically, you know, dying and dying in the coffin. Uh, and then, you know, in Final Fantasy VII, right, then he gets reawoken, right? Yeah. But it's like, what's interesting is that how can I say that's a Final Fantasy game when it has nothing of like the mechanics or like it's weirdly consistent, right? Yeah, well, because it it's not always because it's not always the same through line. It's like they have multiple through lines that are can I'm going to use the word contiguous, which means they're sort of like they're connected, but they can have breaks. So that's right. con- contiguity rather than continuity. And contiguity so like, is that a con- real word? Yeah, contiguous. Like when something is contiguous, it means it. But like contiguity, con- yeah, contiguity. Contiguity. Oh my god. Okay, this is why this is why I'm the academic. <laughs> anyway, um, the point is, is that like so, but I mean, the visual style is often consistent. I mean, because like you know, Amano Yoshitaka does a lot of the like concept art for many, 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 many different Final Fantasy properties, not just the numbered iterations. And so there is like a kind of consistent aesthetic sense. Um, the like like jobs and classes are often reused, but they don't have to be. Like, not every Final Fantasy game has the job system. In fact, some of the most popular ones don't have the job system at all. Uh, the like species of various like humanoid figures, like you know the bunny people, re- you know re- recurring throughout various titles. You have uh, you know Magitech, you know comes up, you know in several of them, but not in oh, all of them. Yeah, and does. so the thing is like. If you sort of like laid out these several through lines and then like the various titles that they correspond to, you'd almost seem a kind of like patchwork and sort of like a bounce between like, well, this one is connected to this one via, say, like, you know, the inclusion of like the various species, but it's not connected in terms of gameplay. But these are connected in terms of gameplay. These ones are connected in terms of jobs. So it forms this sort of like very intricate web of relationships such that the vibe of Final yeah. Fantasy is always present, even when, like, you know, you can play the original Final Fantasy and you can play, you know, when Final Fantasy 16, when it comes out, and, like, those are completely different games. Right, but the contiguity is actually really important for me because Final Fantasy, if you will, is almost creating its, right, parallel universes and multiverses yeah. already within of itself because it has established that this is the world, right, of Final Fantasy. And so, of course, Kingdom Hearts, right, kind of just falls into that because I really hope Kingdom Hearts 4 is really just a, another Final Fantasy game that has nothing to do with, um, I don't know, maybe Disney or like, does that make sense? Because the thing is like Final Fantasy had its kingdom hearts. Like it had Dissidia and Dissidia did not actually do very well. Like there, there was an attempt to try and take like, you know, characters from the various Final Fantasy titles and mash them up into this like one singular world where they I remember Dissidia. But for whatever reason, like that didn't quite catch up. Because I think, the 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 sort of the the kingdom hearts approach to like mashing them up wasn't really wit like in keeping with the final fantasy vibe and i think part of it is because like well, there have to both be the connections but then also like that sense of i remember decidia because decidia was i th- i thought decidia was more of like super smash brothers because it's like a fighting game it so is, but it but it has a narrative structure. I mean, it's not like Kingdom Hearts in, in like the way in which like gameplay works. But what I'm saying is that it's similar in terms of like sort of the the mashup idea. Yeah, I mean you're right, it is kind of like multiverses for final Fantasy. It is kind of like multiverses for for it. But I think that's the thing, is that like it didn't work because or it probably didn't work. Like I I 
I don't know. I, I actually haven't played Dissidia. I will say that. But like for me, like, is it a consistent like metaphor of the universal Final Fantasy? And I think it's that it's not because the metaphor, the one of the world, like the rule stakes that they have unfortunately done is to your point right there. They are such a long lasting franchise, not just because they have this rich war, but in spite of the fact that none of the titles match and like they can't match unless they're like a direct sequel. Like I think that is one of yeah. the like inherent rules of a final fantasy title well even the direct sequel so like the, the very first direct sequel that we got was i believe 10 2 and 10 2 was great is a very different game from 10 and like it yeah, was yeah yuna is yuna's in it like you know the characters from the final fantasy 10 like and it was mythos. great it is a very good you brought it is like literally it. the best final i had to be game. brought around to it but the point is is that like gameplay in final fantasy 10 and gameplay in final fantasy 10 too like in many ways it works as a final fantasy sequel of a sequ- sequel of a it, like numbered iteration yeah it's like a precisely because sequel. it has the sense of distinction like it yep. can't be just like it and so like if you think about then the relationship between say fi- like the final fantasy 7 remakes and final fantasy 7 like that's playing upon the, like that that interplay between similarity and syncation, that sense of contiguity. That's just a taste of this month's Patreon episode. If you want to hear more, you can sign up on patreon.com forward slash foodidashi, where you will not only get access to the full episode, but you will also get access to our entire back catalog of bonus episodes. You can even sign up at an advanced level and also get access to our Furidashi Classroom series, where we get into the real hardcore raw. Okay, the meat metaphors are bad. Anyway, where we go much, 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 even more in depth into the like ins and outs of game design. But regardless of what you choose, we are glad you're here and we're happy for whatever support you want to give.